now entering the lucid life vibes portal. Welcome to lucid life vibes. I'm glad you're here. And today we have a special guest. My guest actually has been put a little bit on the spot. If we're being honest here, full disclosure here is welcome to my husband, Mike, Mike, welcome back to the podcast. You guys, I didn't even really give him a choice. I know life is full of choices. Life is a choice but I really sprang this one on him. And here's the thing. He has no idea what the topic of this podcast is. He has no idea. I just invited him to join me on the couch. We have our coffee. He actually just made us coffee. And it was funny. I was setting up here in the recording studio and I set us up on the couch (laughs) And have everything ready to go. And he comes in with our coffee and says, okay, well, I'm going to run to Lowe's, the home improvement store. And I said, what? I thought we were having coffee. And he said, oh, I I made coffee. Your coffee's in the kitchen waiting for you. I started laughing and I said, oh, I've been in here waiting for you. I was hoping you would join me in the podcast. And he giggled and took off his shoes and he got comfortable and here he is. And he has no idea what the topic of this podcast is. So welcome, Mike. Here I am. Let's find (laughs) out what happens. This should be interesting. So we have our coffee and we hope that you'll grab your coffee or drink. Maybe you even just need a cocktail or beer. That's fine too. You know, we have this favorite place on our little town square that we like to meet people. It's so perfect because it is a really amazing coffee house, really great coffee. And they actually serve coffee, like coffee beans and coffee, not the espresso coffee drinks, right? And Americana is not a cup of coffee, right? Let's get real. (laughs) So Going to a coffee house that doesn't actually serve coffee is kind of a thing right now where we are. I mean, how crazy is that? It's only espresso. There's no actual coffee. And so we have this favorite little coffee shop right on our town square, which is a great place to meet people, especially people that are travelers or not from this area. And the best thing that we like is not only is it amazing coffee, but they serve craft beers. They serve beer. They have tap beer. So it's perfect because we never know if we're going to have coffee with some people or beer, right? Beer every time for me. (laughs) So we've noticed that every time we, we meet up there, we always end up having beers with people. Everybody always opts for beer and not the coffee. So maybe you're a beer kind of person. Be whatever kind of person you are. We just want to invite you to have this moment to relax with us. And we're going to talk about transforming relationships in this podcast. Oh, did you see on the timer? It was 3.33 into the podcast. We were three minutes and 33 seconds into the podcast when I announced it's about transforming relationships. Synchronistic. It is because the three is this holy trinity of us, the self-knowing. And I think that's really important in relationships. 
self-knowing, knowing yourself. And then you think about, okay, the three, the, the layers of you, the teamwork of you, self-knowing, the Holy Trinity of you, what's going on inside of you, the mental, emotional, physical layers, the past, present, future. And then this six is all about nourishing and nurturing yourself. And really the double three, the 33 is this ascended master, the self-mastery we're all ascending to this 33 life path of self-knowing. Self-knowing is self-mastery. And then we have the three, six, then we bring it to the nine with the three, three, three. Nine is, it's cycles. I mean, there are cycles, right? Cycles of life, there are beginnings, endings, things begin and end. Mm -hmm. But really, everything is infinite, and so nine is also fractal infinity. And we see that with fractal patterns and nine is also the becoming. So if you think about three, the Holy Trinity self-knowing and the six, the nurturing, comforting yourself, the growing and learning and becoming. And then this nine is the embodiment of it. And there are going to be old things. There are going to be things that are seasonal there are past lives and you can allow even the unwanted from your past to become a past life and move into the present moment. And I think our relationships are all based on how we view ourselves. I mean, doesn't everything flow from our personal experience? Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. So in relationships, let's just cut to the chase right at the beginning of this topic. <laughs> it really all comes back to you. Like everything stems back to you. If you would make it about you and focus on you, then you really can create the relationships that you want and you can transform relationships. However, there are so many people that force relationships on themselves and that's a real problem. I mean, it was for us and I see it for other people in my coaching. I would agree with that without a doubt. You gotta, you gotta be happy with yourself got to be straight with yourself uh, before you can be any good for somebody else. Because what happens when you're not, I mean, I'm, I'm holding this cup of coffee. So I have a cup in my hand and I like to talk about when we're whole and complete, nobody else has to fulfill us and complete us. And it's a completely different relationship, <laughs> right? I mean, think about the relationships that you're constantly having to fill up the other person. And it's draining. It's exhausting. And then think of the idea of like not being able to pour anything from an empty cup. Well, first of all, the cup, is it half full or half empty? Well, who even cares? Are you drinking it or are you pouring it out? What What's the action? What's the intention around what's even in the cup? So let's talk about what's in the cup and not be so caught up on whether it's full or empty. <laughs> if your cup is feeling empty, fill it up. Right. <laughs> so what what's this idea of positive and negative? What's this idea of half empty, half full? What's this? Well, it's all judgment based on what? What you want and what you don't want. So if the cup is half full of what you want, I'm sure it is half full. If it's half empty, maybe you don't even want what's in there. That's true. 
but it, it always comes down to a matter of perspective. As soon as you shift your perspective, your cup no longer has to be half empty. Mm. True. Just like recently in the live streams, I'm a live streamer over on Kick Live Streaming, and I still go live off and on on TikTok app. And that's going to be limited for me. I'm really moving out of social media and moving more into live streaming. So just like this podcast that you're listening to, my podcasts are on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, RSS, Listen Notes, Patreon. I have an amazing Patreon community. So thank you to Patreon. And now I'm seeing that my live streams really need to be on a live streaming platform. And Kick is a new platform for live streaming. It's more like Hulu, Netflix, Gaia TV. It's maybe more like even YouTube where you're watching live streaming. And then you can also watch the replays. And so I've been shifting around social media. But it's interesting because over in the live streams, no matter what platform that I'm on, We've really been talking about relationships and shifting relationships and what is occurring. And a lot of us are feeling this vibrational separation with the energy and really feeling our separation with others. But yet there's this oneness, right? We're all one. So I thought we could kind of get back to how we are all one. We are all infinite beings of light. We are all this spirit being. There's a non-physical and a physical us. And we're here having a human experience. And we all have different wants and desires. And we have things that are unwanted. And when we talk about this idea of positive and negative, it's this idea of a magnet or even maybe a battery charge. And if you could see that even this idea of a cup comes into play around this idea of positive, negative, full, empty, it really is coming back to what you want and what you don't want. And the wants and, 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 the unwanted stuff is different for all of us and the degree of that. And when you mix in this idea of time and emotion, oh, now it's just a hot mess, right? <laughs> so you could really simplify everything for yourself and to realize that things are not so personal. I think a lot of people take things personally, like they feel like things are being done to them. When most of the time, I really think like 99% of the time, people are just being reactive to what they're experiencing, what they're feeling. And it's not even about that other person most of the time, if not all the time. And so most of the judgment, if not all the judgment, is self-judgment based on what you want, what you don't want, or other people's beliefs that you get caught up and entangled in. So if you simplify it, kiss yourself, keep it simple. You can really break it down and it's not so complicated and less drama and noise to it. And I think that's what a lot of people feel like relationships and others. It's noise, it's drama. And a lot of people opt out. And a lot of people feel like they can't opt out. 
they're so entangled. They feel like it's unloving or you're not being compassionate to walk away or opt out. So there's a lot of emotions and a lot of uh, this idea of commitment and loyalty that play in as well. So if you were to simplify it and think about a magnet, the positive is what you want. The negative is what you don't want. Here's what's cool about a magnet. A magnet's powerful because it's both positive and negative. It makes it even stronger. When you know the positive and the negative, what you want and don't want, that's self-knowing, that's self-mastery. And then you can navigate from there. The problem is, is ignoring that. Because when you go all in with your magnetic heart, there's a repelling aspect to a magnet that a lot of people don't talk about. The magnet has a powerful, the powerful ability to repel what is unwanted. When it allow, when you allow yourself to be that magnet. So there's going to be things on planet earth that you don't like that are unwanted for you, but other people may love it and it's wanted for them. So let's just talk about the idea of tattoos because this is a great example. There are people that love tattoos and there are people that hate tattoos. They loathe the tattoos, right? Those of us that are Gen Xers raised by baby boomer parents, if we got tattoos, we had to make sure that our clothing would cover them and our parents wouldn't know. Whereas millennials and Gen Zs are just like the canvas for the art (laughs) and they'll put tattoos everywhere. It was rebellion for us. It was rebellion. And now it's art and expression and other things. But even like Japan, we learned that in Japan, there's bathhouses and springs in different places that if you have a tattoo, you cannot enter. You cannot be there. Because apparently, (laughs) I don't know exactly the history of this, but receiving a tattoo in Japan was like being in prison. It was like a dirty mark. So tattoos are one of those things that there's a lot of people that really have a strong opinion. It's either wanted or unwanted. So there is this being against things, right? Anti, anti, the pushing against, the defensiveness, the resistance of it. And there's an invitation to not resist the stuff that's unwanted for you as you just open to what's wanted for you and allow that flow for yourself. When things are forced upon you, that's when you feel like you need to be defensive. And so it really invites you now to look at your environment and the people that you're surrounded by. And so I think a lot of people that feel stuck or frustrated or whatever it is, They don't feel like they can leave or they don't see a way out. And it's really an environment, a place or people. And so I want to have a conversation that can open the door for everybody. We talk about us being the key. We're the key. Well, really, we don't even need a key. It's this idea of being open. So if we were to also think about this negative positive around a battery, think about the charge, right? Let's think of this battery as a cup. This idea of filling your cup with what's wanted, charging your battery with what's wanted. So when you can feel for 
people and situations and conversations and words and vibrations and whatever it is for you that charges you or drains your battery, that fills your cup and empties your cup. And ultimately, who's responsible for your magnet, your battery, your charge, your fulfillment? It's you. Because that's the three, the holy trinity of you. Now, do you want to surround yourself with people that are fulfilling? Yes, but you have to be that way too. (laughs) Like, that's a big thing. We talked to our son about this. So those of you that don't know my husband and I, my husband is Michael. He goes by Michael with some people and Mike with others. I call him Mike, but he does have that Michael vibration. He is a life path number 11. And he's also a Taurus sun, a Virgo moon, incredibly grounded. Knowledge and wisdom is his confidence. He's a master researcher. I think he's the most intelligent person I've ever known. And I'm quiet. He's the, we're opposites. (laughs) I'm all fire. He's all earth. And it's interesting because we got married in the year 2000. And when I worked with my numerologist, and we did a deep dive, I actually became a life path number 11. I was born a 10, which is infinite potential, and became the 11 in the year 2000 when I married him. But here's the thing, we were unaware of this in the year 2000 when we met. Like this stuff didn't even come into our awareness until well after we got married and we had our son. And so we are celebrating our 23rd anniversary here in what, like six days or something? today's 14th so our wedding anniversary is august august 19th of the year 2000 (laughs) so six days we will be celebrating our 23rd wedding anniversary we have an adult son and we did schooling a little bit different he's a genius and (laughs) we do things differently And it's been a lot of fun. It's been an adventure and a journey. We met in 1998. So what is that? 25 years ago that Mm -hmm. we met. We met 25 years ago. And our story is amazing. And here's, here's ultimately to sum up our relationship. It's unconditional love and best friends. Totally agree. Totally agree. No conditions ever. (laughs) that's like that's kind of a point to be made i think you know if you're taking care of yourself and you want your significant other to be taking care of themselves i don't know exactly how to word this hmm (laughs) i'm having a loss of words right now it's Filling the wholeness and the completedness of who you are so that nobody else has to fulfill you or complete you. And from that, you can truly be life partners. It can be a 50-50 because when you're not whole and complete, right, and you're you're lacking, deficient, whatever, like maybe your cup is half empty, right? <laughs> maybe your cup is totally empty. There's nothing to pour from, right? There, That's a different kind of relationship. Now, here's here's part of the relationship experience when you are lifetime partners when you have the longevity 
when we're talking about time and years, it's a different kind of relationship. And I think a lot of people don't fully understand this idea of a life partner on planet earth. <laughs> you Like they have an idea of what they want. And I think most people get caught up in the illusions and the idea of what they want. For example, we've talked about this a lot, you and I. Um, there's one area that it's hard for us to understand and have empathy for others and see from their perspective when it comes to this topic. And it's interesting because we actually unintentionally watched a documentary last night, <laughs> which I had a feeling this was going to come up in the podcast about a catfish situation and online relationship. And I want to talk about online relationships and I want to talk about catfishing and I want to talk about in, in person and the difference. I want to talk about this and I want to bring this up because I think there are a lot of people that are caught up in online relationships and there's a lot of illusions going on. And then I think there's a lot of people that have in-person relationships and there's a lot of illusions going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, it doesn't matter if it's online or in person, there's illusions in play. It's kind of the time of the deep fake. It's, it's, time to be the seeker and to know what's authentic and what's an illusion. And this is why when you have are fulfilled and self-knowing, you know, your BS meter is at play. Your gut instinct is going off. You can go, oh, red alert here, red alert, all the flags. Well, there's a security in you and your partner or you and your friend or you and your significant other being self-secure. Right. And not having to fulfill one another. It's interesting too. And we're going to talk about the documentary and catfishing and all of this. And we're going to keep going with this conversation, but let's allow it to naturally and flow, flow and unfold here. And this podcast isn't just on love relationships. It's on all relationships. We're going to cover all relationships because I think that this applies even not even just a love relationship, wholeness and completedness. I mean, let's talk about parent-child relationships, right? I mean, when your parent is projecting their past onto you and you pass that onto your kids and you're projecting your parents' parenting onto your kids, you know, if there's things that your parents did and you didn't like that as a kid, why would you do that to your kids? You know, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So I think this applies. It doesn't matter the relationship. There's a lot of illusions that people get caught up in. And there's a lot of parents in my live streams and even in my coaching that they repeated being their parents to their kids and they see, they just passed it on. And then there's a lot of people like you and I that were so aware and mindful that we were not going to pass that on. No, we definitely had specific moments that made us realize we need to do things differently than the way our parents did it, like completely differently. And here's the thing. There doesn't have to be judgment 
you know, we never said to our parents, you did it wrong. You raised us wrong. You fit. That didn't happen. <laughs> we just chose to do things differently. But when we chose to live life differently, it really had a negative impact on our parents and our families. Instead of them cheering us on and saying, wow, go your own way, do your own thing. They took it personally and like a slap in the face just because we want to live differently and do things differently. So that is something that happens when you heal. I mean, that was a big thing for us when we healed our bodies. Oh, my goodness. The backlash from people. Well, when you're secure in yourself and what you're doing, it suddenly doesn't matter as much what other people think because they don't know. Well, another thing is when kind of this Facebook mentality, when you sit around and complain with people, right? Like mm -hmm. <laughs> at the kitchen table or on the patio every holiday, or maybe it's at the work environment around the water cooler or the coffee machine, right? This complaining, oh, did you hear? Oh, they said, you know, that gossip and that negativity and that, Right. And if you've ever been in those conversations or, or you're a part of those relationships, when you peel out of that, when you stop having those conversations, people notice They're like, where are you? What? And they assume that you're over gossiping about them or doing that somewhere else when you're just retreating and you're shifting and not being a part of it. If you're hearing dog snoring, our dog's on the couch here and he is absolutely running in his dreams right now. <laughs> you guys are, are here on the couch with us, with our coffees. And I love doing these podcasts and I'm excited to be doing more joint podcasts in the future, especially as we travel. So if you love these kind of podcasts, let me know, let us know, let us know. And if you want to sponsor any of these podcasts, give me, give me a call, send me an email. We would love that. So let's get back into this conversation. I want to talk about this idea of Jerry Maguire. Well, real quick, I actually want to jump in about oh. this whole vibrational thing. You know, if you look at it from a vibrational standpoint and relationships, people have their own vibrations around you. Sometimes it's higher. Sometimes it's lower than yours. And from a vibrational standpoint, if somebody's vibration is low around you and you're friends with them, your family with them, you care about them. Does it make sense to lower your vibration to match theirs? Does that make sense? Or should you keep your vibration high? The opposite of what your significant other is at to try to raise the overall vibration. It doesn't make sense to me to lower your vibration. To go and somehow it's going to make down both your it. vibrations down higher. Go down in it. Sit with them in it. And you it, can, hey. Here's the thing. You can listen. You can be a good listener. You can be present and hold the vibration for them. You don't have to convince them. You don't have to change them. You don't have to teach them. You don't have to show them. You don't have to say anything. You can be present with people that you love. And you don't need to feel bad that you're not feeling their pain. That you're not feeling their vibration. It's not good for anybody to be in that vibration. Ultimately, everybody wants to come out of that vibration. So it's not you not being empathetic. 
because you didn't lower your vibration to somebody else's. So this also it. reminds me, we didn't come here to save people. I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. A lot of people have this Superman, I came here to save people. You came here to save yourself. You save yourself. And when you fill your cup and you save you, wow, the overflow. The, see, here's the thing. When your battery's charged, when, you're, when your magnet is working for you and you become the magnet and you're repelling the stuff you don't want and you're attracting the stuff you want and you're calibrated, attuned to who you are, self-mastery, it's self-knowing. You go, yes, I want this. And you don't even pay attention to the stuff you don't want. You're holding your vision. You're holding your vibration. It's self-navigation. Agreed. You can feel for the people that want to siphon the cup, drain your cup, consume your cup. And then you make a choice on who you allow in your life. And for some people, they're going to continue certain relationships for whatever reason. But you can manage that. You can manage that. And for some people, they can't manage that. And it's time to walk away. You forcing yourself into a relationship with people. I don't care what the relationship is. When you force something that's unwanted like that. It's not good for anybody. And how many people stay in relationships to please their parents or their kids or their whatever it is, right? And really, that's not serving any. Everybody can feel that vibration. Everybody can feel what's going on. Mm-hmm. You can't fake it until you make it. Who wants to live like that? Right. Well, that was my grandparents. They celebrated their 60 year anniversary, had a huge party. They never shared a room. They absolutely hated each other. My grandfather called my grandmother old heifer her entire life. That's old cow, fat cow. That's what he called her. I mean, it was terrible. They didn't even love each other. What was out of commitment? What commitment? They had a commitment to hate one another, but to stay in the same house. Oh, look at us. And the destruction from that, love did not overflow. It's fear. Is that not fear? It's interesting because when I looked at the timer of the podcast, it was 30 minutes and 33 seconds in when I said love over fear. (laughs) Back to the threes. Right. The 333 just showed up again, love over fear. How many people are making fear-based decisions? So I really think a lot of times it's freedom over fear. Now, when it comes to relationships with our kids, that's a totally different conversation, don't you think? Do you think our relationship with our kids are a totally different relationship dynamic? Like, don't you think our kids are different than other relationships? Oh, yeah. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, like our kids, it's different. And here's the thing. When you raise your kids and you pass along some of that stuff from your past that you didn't want, you know, some of us pass that on to our kids and it's okay. You don't have to feel guilt, shame, and blame. You can be honest with your kids. And that's what we did with our son. Like when we started shifting as a family and really started changing, we got honest with our son. 
we sat him down and even the years that we had growth in our relationship and we had to hash some stuff out and purge some stuff in our relationship and our marriage we told our son we told him nobody's getting divorced nobody's splitting up but we have some stuff to shift through some shit to shift right <laughs> we gotta shift some stuff hmm. we had to work through some stuff and we weren't going to be dramatic about it, but we were going to have some conversations. And if he overheard conversations, we needed to be free to have those. And so we sat him down and we're honest. There are things that we want to change in our marriage. There's things that we're shifting in life. And he got it. He was like, great. And you know what? It was a great way for him to see how to communicate in a marriage and a household. And that we are a family. We're in it together, but we get to have this marriage relationship. And he, our son doesn't have to know everything, but he can give us the space for us to grow and to work through things and to not think that it's the end of the world and the family's going to end. That's not what's happening. We're going to grow and get better. I mean, my husband, Mike, is the first one to say when something in the household happens, when somebody has a meltdown, when somebody's triggered, when somebody has something unwanted occur, he's the first one to say, yeah, this is unwanted. We didn't want this to occur, but it did. And it's okay. Now we get to be better for it. This is our opportunity for change, transformation, to be better for it. Let's allow this to make us better, not pull us down and drag us down. Let's allow this to be the change. Because when stuff happens that's unwanted, you're triggered, you say stuff, whatever happens, you know, that creates an energy and a lot of people have guilt and shame for whatever occurred mm -hmm. and you got to cut yourself loose and cut it and forgive, forgive yourself, let it go. You have to put down the judgment yeah. from, from every angle, judgment on yourself, judgment on other people. You know, when we were younger, uh, there wasn't the internet, there wasn't the social media, there wasn't those things <clears throat> for you to try to judge people from. You know, nowadays you look at people's posts and you try to get an idea of what type of person they are. When we were kids, you grew up with somebody, you interacted with them face to face. You got to know who they were as a person, how they operated. And then you found out something about them that surprised you, that wasn't what you thought. But you had all of this positive stuff to lean on and go, wow, like, what is it that makes this person think this? as opposed to me thinking this specific way. I know this person's a good person. I've grown up with this person. I've communicated with this person. Yeah, there's a huge difference here, but I know this is a good person. Like, it, that doesn't exist anymore. So you have to be secure in yourself. Uh, and you have to put down the judgment. All the way around, judgment. So it really comes to guilt, shame, and blame. That's one thing that we tossed with our family a long time ago. When we started shifting and changing, here's what we did. <laughs> we made a household decision that the goal was health and happiness. Nothing else mattered other than health and happiness. If it makes you happy and healthy, it's a yes. <laughs> Agreed. That was huge. And then the next huge shift for us was no more guilt, shame, and blame. It doesn't matter who did it, why. It None of that. Like, there's no guilt, shame, and blame in our household. None of that. 
None of that. And so we built this firm foundation of trust and we created a safe home, a a sacred space. I mean, this is what I'll say about our home. And our home could be wherever we are. We're our home. Here's what I'm going to say about our home. We have an incredibly healing sanctuary home. Our home is happy and healthy and wise and safe and secure. It's warm. It's inviting. It's, it's just a safe place to sleep and to heal and to be and to eat and recharge. And having this home as a foundation and then us as the humans, <laughs> we are an extension of that same energy. So there's no guilt, shame, and blame. But we don't even have that drama. We can get right to what's going on. And here's what's funny is I, I posted a bacon video. It's a meme. It's a meme. I love that my live streams bring forward memes, but they do. They really do. So pizza was a meme, the slice of life. And then somebody was talking about me delivering messages like pepperonis on a pizza, serving up the pepperonis on a pizza. And the latest meme was all about bacon. And it stems from a story of Mike and I that we were shifting. And we were shifting around holidays and family and so many things. And we had completely shifted our life and our lifestyle. But there were a few little embers burning in the background, right? The the ego, the subconscious, we shifted. However, there were still some things around holidays, still some things going on in the background for both of us. And it was the day before Thanksgiving. I believe it was back in the year 2014, 2015. And it was the day before Thanksgiving. We weren't doing big Thanksgivings. We do Thanksgiving hikes. We go on adventures. We get away from the crowds and we do make food part of that. We love feasting on food. We love delicious food and real food. And so the day before We kind of went into this moment of, oh, no, we don't have food for our hike. We haven't prepared. And it was really our attempt to pull back from Thanksgiving and not be a part and participate. But the emotion was still there for us that I couldn't even bring myself to going to the store to buy stuff for our hike and to get away from it all. It just was every time I thought about going to the store, I felt like I was getting pulled into this Thanksgiving and Christmas vibration that I really didn't want to deal with. And Mike had his own vibrations going on. And here it was the day before Thanksgiving, the stores were going to close. We weren't going to have food. And it was a matter of getting bacon. And I can't, I cannot even tell you what we were going to cook or not cook, why bacon was a part of it. If it was going to be breakfast, brunch, or what a BLT sandwich, I couldn't tell you. But bacon and us stopping for bacon was an explosion in that moment. We both were triggered. There was no guilt, shame, and blame, though. Even in that triggered moment, it was a moment of explosion of what was unwanted from the past for both of us. And we wanted something different in that moment. And that's really, (laughs) that was the the root of it. We both wanted to be experiencing a different Thanksgiving. We both wanted to be in a different place. However, 
we loved one another and we were thankful for how we had shifted and where we were, but we weren't there yet in every single aspect. And so just this idea of going to the store to buy bacon caused emotion, emotion. Again, time and emotion are the two things that really get us caught up in our human experience. And let me just tell you, it was, it was an explosion. But Mike also talks about it was muscle memory. Sometimes there's just kind of this old knee jerk reaction from the past on stuff. And when you're kind of in that perfect storm situation, right? The day before Thanksgiving, you're talking about food. Like it was a perfect storm kind of situation. And we were both triggered. That happens. Triggered moments happen. Oh, yeah. Definitely. (laughs) But when you allow it and it's not about the other person, there's no guilt, shame, or blame, you can discover where the the rootedness of your trigger is coming from. And for me, I got to the root. For him, he got to the root for himself. Those are moments where you can really dive deep inside. Yeah, but are you diving deep inside of me? Am I diving deep inside of you? No, 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 no. Self-dive. It's it's the willpower. It's the well thrusting itself deep into the deep waters of the ocean to sing its song. It's self-knowing, self-frequency, self-vibration. But here's the thing. When you take guilt, shame, and blame off the table and you realize that this other person, this relationship, they're not coming at you. They're not hurt. Mike would never intentionally hurt me or come after me. So if I am perceiving or receiving hurt, what I do is I stop and I tell him, I'm, it feels this way to me. And he's like, oh no, that is not what I'm sending you. And I am saying to him, but that's how I'm perceiving it. His ability to open to my, my, the empathy, my perspective, right? That's how you shift a relationship. So for Mike and I, we've been able to shift over 25 years. Nobody stays the same. We all change. To expect people to stay the same. I mean, would you expect your child to not grow and become? And here's the thing. You can, you can, you can change. You can grow. You can become. You can evolve. You can become wiser, right? Like, and you don't have to age. You don't have to age in the process. You don't have to get older. You're becoming wiser. And the the better care you take of your of yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically, the younger you will become. I mean, when you shift your reality, your physical is part of that. That as we shifted, our health became part of that. We both healed our bodies from head to toe. It's amazing. We've healed ourselves. We've shifted our reality. We're manifesting our ultimate highest timeline right now. We're becoming Master Builders 22 together. But the thing is, is that we had to drop the guilt, shame, and blame. We had to drop the whole Jerry Maguire. If y'all haven't seen Jerry Maguire, you should watch it. Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise, uh, Renee Zell. Wagon, Wagoner, okay. Um, she actually grew up in Katy, Texas, where I grew up, <laughs> outside of Houston. And it's funny because when Renee Zellweger, Wagner, Zellweger. Wagner, Wag, didn't Wagner. she marry 
Kenny Chesney along the way. Mike used to look like Kenny Chesney. Mike and Kenny Chesney looked like... No, 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 no. Kenny Chesney looked like me. <laughs> they Seriously, when they were in their 20s, they it was funny. People would show him Kenny Chesney. We didn't, we don't listen to country. We didn't even know who he was. How, how synchronistic, right? How ironic we're talking about this. Okay. So Renee, the actress that's in Jerry Maguire, she grew up in the small town of Katy, Texas, where I grew up in the eighties. And I believe she graduated in 90, 91, something like that. And we didn't have any movie theaters or malls in that town, no malls. And now Katy, Texas is huge like a city. But when we were there as a small town outside of the city, anyways, it was a different kind of experience then. But Jerry Maguire, that movie, the character Jerry Maguire that Tom Cruise plays, I've noticed how many people fall into this category. And it's such a perfect example of relationships. The whole movie, the plot of the movie is based on this whole thing. And it's Four, 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 four on my timer right now. As I'm saying this, we have four fours coming forward right now. So we had the three threes. Now we have the four fours all about foundation. I think this is a foundation to a relationship. I love how everything is syncing with us. Life is literally syncing for us to do this podcast together. Do you realize like everything is lined up? This mm-hmm. is great. This is so perfect. So the idea of Jerry Maguire is that Jerry Maguire cannot be alone. He can't be alone. He cannot be alone. And there's this idea of the the line of the movie. There's a really cute little kid in there with glasses. He's super cute. He's the star of the movie. But the mom and Jerry Maguire, the whole, like the repetitive lines, the one-liner line of this movie is about you complete me. About how they complete one another. And I think that's, an illusion. And mm-hmm. I think that this movie is so much of an illusion that most people experience. Most people get caught up with the idea of someone else, the idea of someone else. And they don't even understand the reality of being with that person. It's the idea. So let's talk about this. When you're not whole and complete, now you need something to fill you up, right? This is where we have abuse, right? When there's abuse of food, maybe spending money, maybe eating, maybe it's drugs, alcohol, right? You're fulfilling, trying to fill this void in you. Now it's up to somebody outside of you, an outside force to complete you. Nobody will complete you like you complete you. But here's the thing. When you complete yourself and you fulfill yourself and know yourself, your relationships are better than they've ever been. Because you're a magnet. You're a magnet for what you want. You're not looking for somebody to fill you up and complete you. So the people you will attract when you're whole and complete are so different than the people you attract when you're empty. So when you feel empty, (laughs) you open yourself up to be catfished. You open yourself up to predators. You open yourself up. I mean, let's talk about animals. They can sniff out weakness and sickness and they attack each other. It's terrible. We had two cats once and one was old, getting old, old age. And the other cat just kept attacking her. It was terrible. They got along and all of a sudden when one cat got sick, the other would not stop attacking her. It was terrible. There is something about when you're vulnerable and weak and opening yourself up. When you're whole and complete and knowing 
those predators, the people that prey, that suck your energy, they're not going to mess with you. You're untouchable. Your vibration is different. So just you being whole and complete, the, you're going to attract a different kind of person, different kind of people in your life. Absolutely. To, to shift your thought process on the word selfish. Mm. Selfish has mm-hmm. this negative connotation to it. And in reality. Self-centered. Yes. Well, being selfish, being self-centered. Right. But being yeah. self-centered is the vibration. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if you shift your uh, thought process on that and you become selfish, become self-centered. Knowing what you want. Yeah, knowing yourself. Knowing that doesn't what's mean important. that you're being a user, an abuser, right? You know, it's interesting. I talk about the word confident a lot. And you know what a lot of people on lives or even comments on social media will do? They'll talk about arrogance. Why do some people, when you talk about confidence, confidence is self-knowing. Why do they default to arrogance? Arrogance is not confidence. Arrogance is actually the lack of self-esteem, the lack of confidence. If you're arrogant, you you don't even have confidence. It's faking it. Confidence is this this overflowing cup of self-knowing, is it not? Absolutely. So for Mike, confidence comes from knowledge. This is why he's a master researcher. He's a word guy. I am not a word person, (laughs) right? And that's okay. This is why we're a perfect match. We balance each other. See, this is the difference with us. He doesn't call me out for not being a wordsmith. He doesn't call me out for not being like him. Being a couple that are opposites in so many respects has taught us to not try to change each other, but to allow each other's strengths. And to lift each other up. Yes. Absolutely. So let's get back to Jerry Maguire really quick. And let me finish this thought. Because I know a lot of you (laughs) bring it to my attention that I don't finish the conversation or thought because we're on to something else. So this idea of Jerry Maguire, he could not be alone. He could not be alone. And I think a lot of people struggle with this. I know a lot of people in my coaching struggle with this. There's this invitation to retreat and to spend time with yourself just so there's self-knowing and you know what is other people and what is you and that they don't have to complete you. This is so you know how to complete yourself. There are a lot of us that can be alone and never feel lonely. And I'll be honest, Mike and I are kind of those kind of people. I never thought I was going to get married. I didn't need a man to complete me. I didn't need anybody to complete me, but I love men. I love all my best friends have been men. I love men. I love hanging out with the guys. I've always kind of been one of the guys. I'm way more masculine in my energy and women can be really jealous and envious and there can be a lot of emotion and I don't get caught up in emotion. I'm a physical person and a mental person. I'd rather have amazing conversations and do amazing things and move my body. And men tend to be more physical than emotional. And women, a lot of times tend to default to emotion. Now I'm transforming my relationships and there's a lot of women that I'm friends with now. And I have some amazing friendships with women now. Because I'm transforming that and I'm attracting women that are more like me, that are more masculine, that want to have fun and don't get caught up in emotion, which is amazing. 
So if I hadn't spent time by myself, I wouldn't know this about myself. If you're, if you don't spend time alone, how do you know about yourself? How do you know where you're not complete and fulfilled? So taking time and retreating, right? Having a retreat and being with yourself is for self-knowing. It's not supposed to be a, a torture. It's not torturous. I think it's not supposed to be a time for you to feel lonely. So if you're somebody that feels lonely and you need other people to complete you, this is wonderful. This is so perfect. And a lot of people experience this. And the people that level up and, and have, have this self-mastery moment, it's the self-knowing. You know the situations where you feel lonely now. You know the areas that you need to fulfill yourself. A lot of people also cut off their emotions and feelings or numb themselves because they don't want to feel it because there's heartbreak and disappointment. Here's the deal. When you allow that heartbreak and disappointment to come forward so you feel it, you don't repeat that anymore. Did I have terrible relationships before Mike? Yes, absolutely. I dated a guy that was just like my stepdad. I mean, yeah. just like my stepdad. I mean, oh, like identical. They were both even bald. They had the Bruce Willis thing going on. It was crazy. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Did that relationship die hard? <laughs> it did. <laughs> That's Just so kidding. good. It did. <laughs> what a Christmas miracle. <laughs> we're hilarious. We're so funny. So... You know, this is really bringing up for me too. Think about movies, right? Think about the movies that you're into that show you something about yourself, right? Right? Think mm -hmm. about the movies that resonate with you, show you about yourself. So, Spaceballs for me. <laughs> how could you allow those movies to show you so you can transform for yourself? Instead of feeling jealousy and envy and getting caught up in illusions, how can you allow it to show you the truth? That's what I'm asking here, right? Like if you're Jerry Maguire and you can't be alone or you're the female character of Jerry Maguire, right? And you need somebody to complete you. If you're feeling that, that shows you complete yourself, fill, fill up your own cup. When you, okay, so here's, here's something. This is the segue onto another conversation about this whole thing. I cannot say this enough. And you brought this up earlier that when we were together, you know, as kids, we didn't have online. We didn't have technology as kids. I mean, we had the Atari at one point and then we started having like Apple computers at another point. Right. right. And I was in the first computer tech class in seventh grade in the eighties at some point. So we were kind of that ushering in the technology generation. And then our son was just born into the technology. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know the difference. Now we were great Gen X parents. He got to watch all the movies from the seventies and eighties. You know, we really offered him an old school childhood as well. Parks. He loved his VHS player. He did. <laughs> and all the old movies. So he got to experience all of it, all of it. And he's a technology genius. I mean, he built his first computer at 13 years old, took coding at 12. So technology is very much a part of who he is in music. 
However, he got that old school taste of life. We're, we've done primitive camp- camping. He he knows how to be one with nature. <laughs> he knows how to disconnect. And he's an athlete. He moves his body. So he doesn't get wrapped up in relationships and technology and and all of that. So Well-rounded. Very well-rounded. Very well-rounded. Absolutely. However, we didn't do public school and we didn't do private school either. We did school choice and we created the education experience for him and a lot of life experience, which is amazing. And I'm so glad we chose that. So when we think about this idea of illusions, right? Here's, here's what we see that happens a lot with technology now. Before, when there were no dating sites, there was no social media, you would meet people in person. Now, there were some long distance phone relationships that some people would have. I get that. That was a thing. I get people probably were being faked and catfished, right? There's been con men forever on planet Earth. Con men, right? So con men and people seeking to fake and be, you know, create illusions and scams, that's been around for a long time. That's why you have your gut instinct. That's why you have this empathic ability in your inner navigational system with your intuition. It is part, like when your BS meter, your gut instinct goes off, you got to listen to that. Most people tell me with relationships, oh, I knew, I knew. When will you listen to yourself? When will you listen? I think most people know online too when that happens, but then they really get caught up in the illusion online and they miss all the red flags. I mean, we see this with with catfishing all the time. So there are so many types of illusions and I think the biggest illusion is this. People see someone else or they know someone else and they get attracted to whatever that is, whether they want to be friends with them, whether they want to be business partners with them, or they want a love relationship with them. It can even happen in people just wanting to be friends with you. But people do this in business as well. Friendship, business, and love relationship. Those are the three where I see it. And you guys, I've been catfished with friends. I've been catfished with business. And thankfully, I've not been catfished with a love relationship. But Mike and I have been together for 25 years. So that's off the table for me. Hmm. That energy is not even open. Now, have people come to me wanting a love relationship with me? Yes. And I want to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about this catfishing. So when there's an illusion at play, there's this idea of what it would be like to be with this specific person. A lot of people will get caught up on that person. It's that person. Kind of like this idea of twin flame or soulmate, like this one person completes me. It's only this one person. And they will become so hyper-focused on this person. Now, sometimes these people, they get hyper-focused like this. It's all self-fulfillment. They they have something going on in their life. And it becomes a two-way illusion for them. 
There's like a double illusion, what's happening inside of them and with that person. So let's talk about the people that it's just the illusion with that person. That they think that person is the one. Well, most of the time, what I have seen is they don't even really know what it would be like to live a life with that person. They're caught up in the idea of that person. And if they would take whatever that feeling is, what inspires them, what what is it about that person? What are they feeling about that person? And they would and, and they would take the focus off of what the person looks like and really start feeling what is it about that person that fulfills me, that brings me this joy and happiness. If you could feel for that, then you know what you want in a relationship. You can allow that to inspire you and you can take this idea and this appreciation that you have or they have for this person and apply it and be it and to say, this is what I want in a partner. This is what I want in a friend. So if you see that perfect friend, that perfect business partner, that perfect love partner, life partner, and there was someone else, or it doesn't seem like there's an open path, Feel for how they make you feel. What is it about them that you're on to? This could show you what you want in somebody and it could help you manifest that. So instead of you picturing them, you picture those qualities and the things you appreciate about them. And then you match up with other people that are like that, that are available and open. So here's what happens when... When people become obsessed with the illusion of that person and they don't allow that to inspire them in attracting someone else with those same qualities that they appreciate, they become hyper-focused on them and obsessed. Or it goes for the same way for the people, right, that have something lacking in them and this fulfills that. So it could be the illusion of the projection, what you think of that person, or the, even the illusion of the inward. So you've got an outward and an inward illusion going on. The people with all these illusions and get caught up, they get so hyper-focused and they're filling their cup with something that actually doesn't exist at all. It's an absolute illusion. It doesn't exist. So when you force and try to make something happen that that is not open, that is not for you, it is not in now, in that direction, there's something else. When you make that happen, there's illusions. There's a mess that's created. And the overflow of that is so unwanted for everyone. For everyone. And you know, it's interesting. I'm not a witch. I don't have witch vibrations, but I know people that feel very witchy and that's cool. Be witchy. And I have people that I know that are into doing spells, positive spells, right? Now I know our words spell out what we want so we can spell everything with our words, our thought and our thought and words. However, there's a lot of people that do these love spells. And there's someone I know that she would do love spells in high school and college. And she says now as an adult, she's almost 40 years old, 
that she regrets all of those. They never turned out. They failed miserably. Now, at first, it seemed like the spells were working because there was an attraction. But the problem was it wasn't authentic. It wasn't natural. It wasn't by choice. It was spell work. And so are there ways that you could trick, that you could line things up and make it happen for you? Yeah. And Mike and I have been caught up in this with other people. It's terrible. So it doesn't matter if it's a parent-child relationship, if it's a love-interest relationship. Here's what some people do. They create their own illusion in their mind. Whether you know them or not, whether you have an actual relationship with them or not, what happens is they create their own movie, their own storyline, their own play, and you are a character in their play. And they're going to play it out because it's fulfilling to them. They're going to make it happen through this play and they're going to orchestrate this. And now you are an unwilling participant that's getting sucked in because you have love and compassion for someone else. This is, this is how the trickery, this is how the fakery, this is how the catfishing occurs. And let me just say, I've been catfished by, again, potential business partners and potential friends and potential investors, but for me, never in a love relationship because I haven't been open to that in 25 years. <laughs> so there's, there's none of that energy can even happen with somebody else. I can't be tricked. I can't be fooled in that way. It's not even open. It's not even available. Wisdom. Right. <laughs> so here's, Here's how it plays out. Here's exactly how it plays out. And this involves the documentary that Mike and I watched last night. Totally unintended. We just kind of flipped on a documentary. We're sitting down, eating something and flip something on real quick. And I got really into it. And it was all about this football player back in, I think, 2009. And he was super catfished. It was terrible, terrible. And it told the story of the guy which has become a woman who catfished him and it all links back to how this guy was unfulfilled and didn't feel at home in his own skin and family and everything about him was fake and he was in the christian church and a talented musician and clearly did not feel like a man, felt like a woman. And early on in 2009, set up a female account and became a fake version of himself. And not only a fake version of himself, he created a fake family. And then he, eventually he had his little baby sister get involved physically and show up with him to meet this person they were catfishing as someone else. I mean, it was just unbelievable the story like the story took it was like a year or two of it playing out and it was sad because the person that was catfished was very public was very known um, college football player eventually was in the national football league league the nfl got drafted and this catfishing actually destroyed a portion of his life and it cut off opportunity for him and it is really sad sad story 
And it was about another human that wasn't themselves and didn't feel free to be themselves. And they used this other person online and created a complete fake life for themselves, an entire family. And not only did this one guy get caught up, his family got caught up in it. And he was preyed upon. His family was preyed upon. They were prey. They were victims. However, there were red flags the entire time. There was so much evidence. But this was before. I mean, this was when technology was new. We didn't know about catfishing. But do we know about con men and con people? And f- Yes. And so what is interesting is how many times do we allow ourselves to get caught up in something, right? Because we want to believe the best. We want to trust people. So let's have this conversation right now. If you do not meet people in person, in front of your face, hand to hand, (laughs) you do not know. I'm going to say it on repeat. Meeting people in person is everything. It's everything. You're having a physical in-person experience. You're having a human experience. It's physical. Relationships are physical. So I know every single human can meet another human, whether it's a friend, a business partner, a life partner, a lover in person. You're going to have to get out, put your shoes on, maybe get some tennis shoes, go on a walk, walk the dog. Do the things you enjoy. Go dancing. Go do those things. Go to art shows. Go to museums. Go to places and spaces that bring you joy. Live your life. I promise you that perfect person is going to be right along your path. When you're living life and doing the things that bring you joy and you're being yourself, that perfect partner is going to be there. Flow into it. Yeah, when you allow it, the best love stories were so unexpected and unplanned. If you want to save yourself heartbreak, get offline. Get off of social media. Shut down the dating sites for yourself. Stop that. Just stop doing that. You're you're going to close yourself off to catfish. You're going to send up this beautiful protection energy around you and you're going to be able to focus and retreat into what you want and your fulfillment. So what are the things that you enjoy? If you love cooking, then go to the grocery store. Enjoy shopping for the food that you're going to cook. Go slow in the grocery store. Go If you hear in your gut when you get in your car, go to this other grocery store. Go there. That person might be there. See, when you, when you start having joy and happiness as the focus, being joyful and happy, playing in life, that playmate will be right there for you along the path. But when you're just trying to seek that partner and complete yourself, oh, good luck. Trying to find somebody that will complete you will take forever. You're never going to find anybody that completes you. You complete you. When you know what kind of lifestyle and life that you want and you you become that, you are that, you attract everybody. You attract the friends, the neighbors, 
all of it. Instead of trying, allow it. Absolutely, but you got to get out of your house. You know, this whole idea of just sitting on your couch and being into your phone or staying at home, like, you got to get out. you got to live life. That's the difference. What is it about technology? Technology is causing some people to not live life. It's fake. It's virtual. It's not reality. Now, are the people on the other side of the screen real? Yes. But are they who you think they are? I don't know. Here's another thing. When you get out and meet people, you meet people that know other people, that introduce you to that person, that that know that person, that know that person. Also, when you're in person with somebody, you can't deny the vibration. Also, you have, you have no fear that they are who they are. You know them. You can touch them. So what's the solution? Get out of your house. Start doing all the things that bring you joy. Be open to completing and fulfilling yourself. But know that there's friends, there's partners, there's other people. You have to allow this momentum to shift. There are predators. There are people that are going to catfish. Why? Because they're empty. And they're looking for somebody to fill them up. Do you want to be that person to fill up an empty person? No. No. This football player, the decisions that were made, the choices that were made were these massive sliding door moments for him that closed off opportunity because he was buying into an illusion, something that wasn't even real. And I think when it comes to relationships, that's what's happening. And if you think it's just love relationships, it's not. So Mike and I, we're not going to go into detail with our families. And again, we love all of our families, but we can't live life with everybody in our family. We just can't. We are not the people that we are when we're around our families. We're defensive. We're angry. I'm always waiting for the threat. (laughs) I'm always on defense. And it's because we had family members that were like this. They created their own storylines. And we didn't have the script for how they were going to play it out. And they put us in positions and put us, backed us into corners. And it was destroying our relationship. I mean, we have... So many parents, divorce, remarry, all this kind of stuff. Mike's father passed away when he was young. His mother returned to the wholeness of who she is back in 2019. And there are a lot of people that get caught up in the past. And that means when you're in the past, you're not in the, you're not in the present moment. And there's a lot of people like us that are in the present moment creating our future. And we can't live life for people that are living in the past. I mean, we have parents that every time we got together for a holiday or for dinner or lunch or what at coffee, they want to talk about 20 years ago. They want to talk about what the other parent did that was so terrible. (laughs) Right? Like There was no escaping the past. 
And then the consumption of our present moment, consuming holidays, right? And for us, it really got real when they were impacting our relationship. When they really were coming into our relationship and having an impact on our son. You know, we also realized the consumption of holidays. Oh my goodness. How many holidays? How many decades of holidays? Oh, yeah. And with the products of all the divorces and the splitting up of holidays and trying to be at 10 different places and all conditionally. Oh, there was one Christmas when our son was a baby. And I don't even know how many houses we ended up going to. And Mike looked at me and said, we're never doing this again. Christmas is going to be at home. We're going to be at home for Christmas. As Santa's come into our home, we're not doing this again. That was one of the one of the good things about my childhood is Christmases, every morning was at home, no matter what. Grandparents came to our house. It's just the way it was. So creating space for yourself and inviting people to join you in your space, that's what we had to do. And we did that. We shifted it. And then we invited people into our home. And then that didn't work. They started consuming. And so for us, we walked away as a family. Our son, our son actually stopped cashing Christmas and birthday checks for family members. He just stopped. We stopped getting together. We didn't tell anybody we were walking away. We just did. We just started living our life. And I realized how defensive I was around my family. I, I realized that they didn't bring out the best in me. And that this was good for me. And so much time had passed that they realized we had walked away. And when they attempted to reach out, we weren't even the same people anymore. And we didn't respond the same way. And we haven't been able to rekindle anything. And it's okay. We want nothing but happiness for them. But we just know it's done. It's over. And we're healed and we've moved on and we're creating our future. Because here's here's the reality. People that live in the past cannot create their future. They're just reliving the past. The only way to create a future is by being in the present moment, knowing what you want. And that's what we did. We had to become present with ourselves and one another. So have there been years of Mike fulfilling and completing me? Yes. Were there years that I fulfilled and completed Mike? Yes. <laughs> For sure. I mean, absolutely. I I went through a lot of health things, a lot of surgeries, a lot of, a lot. And we've been on the roller coaster. We've been there. We've been through the ringer on both sides of the family. Actually, there's so many sides of the family. <laughs> like we don't even have two sides. There's the divorce, the separation, the anger, like from our past. And it was all wrapped up in holidays and the calendar. And we had to reprogram. We had to rewire that. We had to create something new. And so we did go a few years of not celebrating holidays. We opted out. We didn't participate. We we needed to detox and detach and heal and understand what it was about for ourselves. And so we did retreat. And there were some years and months and days we retreated from one another so we could know for ourselves. 
And when you can just come to the, the place of knowing and appreciation, that's everything. And when you can appreciate other people for who they are and what they need, it's an energy exchange, right? Mm -hmm. It's an in and out. I mean, yesterday I struggled. I really struggled. I've been having these overheated moments. I thought we would have been living in Colorado by now. <laughs> and so I'm looking for cooler temperatures. I'm looking to move. And that's when I'm manifesting. And I got, I've been really overheated with these hot temperatures. And Mike has been this cooling source of relief for me and reminding me. And he told me to take the day off yesterday and chill. And he bought me ice cream. <laughs> and I received that ice cream. And so we ate ice cream last night and we ended up watching this catfishing documentary. And it's reminding me that we have a choice. You can eat ice cream. You can do the things you want to do. You can create whatever life you want, but you got to be present with yourself and get out of the past. I'm, I'm creating a new series. It's a trauma clearing series. And I actually started it. And I'm not sure when it's going to be ready for you at lucidlifevibes.com, but I already have some bundles and series for you. And this is all about turning the page on trauma. This is about becoming present with yourself so that you can create something new. When you live in the past and you're replaying everything from the past and all the stuff you don't want, it's just going to keep coming at you. It's just going to keep being there. So for Mike and I, we had to purge along the way, right? Like how many times do we clean out the closets, clean out the garage, clean out the Christmas decorations? How many years we didn't put up the Christmas decorations? Oh, yeah. Actually, we haven't put up Christmas decorations in what, two or three years? Two or now? three years. Years. Yeah. And I've been tossing so much stuff. I'll never forget the day that Mike came home and I had pretty much tossed everything in the hallway, all the art, the pictures, everything was tossed. I've been throwing away decorations. I've been throwing away so much stuff, photos. I went through our wedding photos and wedding albums and tossed half the images because I only want the photos in the album that, that bring fond memories and bliss and happiness. So there's been a purging over all the years that we've been together. I mean, Mike just recently said, hey, we're going to be travelers. We should just toss all the clothes, all the stuff we don't need anymore, and we'll just buy new stuff as we travel. And I thought that was such a great idea. I've been doing that. So... About once a week, I'll kind of just go through drawers and shelves and cabinets and I'll toss and purge the stuff we don't use anymore. Anything that holds a past low vibration, I just let it go. I just let it go now. Well, and we want to travel. And interestingly enough, one room in our house is becoming the most important room with just about everything in it. With the exception of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We, we sleep here. We work here. We I know. It's amazing. We've, here, we... <laughs> we've so simplified our lives down to almost like this 
one room. It's amazing. I mean, it's a really large room. I'm going to give you that. We have a, we have a wonderful house. It would be a big travel. You know, another thing that we did, which was amazing, is that we didn't force buying a home on ourselves. So we actually set ourselves up when we moved out of the city and we created the wanted life for ourselves. We made it simple and we did have a realtor that was looking for land. We thought we were going to have buy land and build a home and have a homestead. And we found out along the way, we don't want that. We want to travel. We want to live somewhere else and we're open to other things. Well, it was perfect. Our realtor found us this beautiful rental home that had been totally re what, what am I looking for? Remodeled. Remodeled. There it is. Renovation, I think is the word I was renovated. like. Renovated. That's it. That was the word. It's been renovated. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And it wasn't too big. It was perfect for us. And we didn't want to have to carry the burden of owning a home. We wanted to buy land, do something else. We were open to something else. And in the process, we were taken care of. We love our landlords. Uh, they, they know this is our home. They, we act as though it is our home, but we don't have to carry that burden and we don't have to worry about selling a home to move and travel. It's, it's something we don't even have to consider. We can move anytime we want, anytime we want, we can easily get out of our lease legally and it's going to be perfect for everyone. And so even though we're not in the perfect manifested place that we want to be, we are in our wanted life. And things are working out for us and we're allowing the shift. And when you're manifesting with more than just you, there's other people's energy, right? I mean, there's, there's things Mike wants, there's things I want, there's things our son wants. There's more than just me manifesting. There's more than just Mike manifesting. And when there's a teamwork effort going on, it's more than just your energy. And it requires being open and honest and it requires you and your fulfillment and your self-knowing. So Mike and I do have a constant conversation over what is wanted. When we have coffee every morning, we tell the story we want to tell. Mike talks about where we're traveling, what we're doing, what's happening. You know, Mike has the things that he's manifesting and he feeds that and waters that. I have the things I'm manifesting. I feed that and water that. And then we can support one another and tell the stories together. So when you can allow your relationships to shift and the people that are in your life that appreciate you and love you and know you and are shifting with you, becoming with you, you can have conversations with them. You can balance each other out. You can brainstorm, right? You can, you can manifest storm with them being manifestors together instead of complaining about things, instead of talking about the lack and limitation, instead you're raising each other's vibration. You're holding the vision for yourself and for, for each other, holding the vibration together. And then if you're having that day, like I did yesterday, overheated, frustrated, ready, 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 let's go. You've got somebody there that is going to lift you up. So we do lift each other up. We do support each other, right? And there's some days with our son, we just go in full parenting mode of nurturing and nourishing, lifting up. And I just think when it comes to our kids, it's a different kind of relationship. And again, 
if you have passed on some of the vibes from your parents, if you've passed on some things that you didn't want, stop it. Stop it. Have a conversation with your kids. Be real with your kids. Let your kids know I'm shifting. I'm not about that. I'm about this. Our kids, we learn so much from them. Our kids are our opportunity to transform. I think our children, when you allow your children to transform your life and to show you, it's amazing. That doesn't mean they they get to control the schedule, right? Like, that, right. like you can't eat popsicles all day, every day, right? I mean, you just can't. You can't. I wish we could eat ice cream all day, every day, but we can't. So being the parent to guide your kids, yes, but allowing your kids to inspire you with freedom, right, and the childlike play, they remember and you've forgotten. So how can you balance things out with your kids? How can they inspire you with their childlike wants and desires and knowing that things are possible, right? And at the same time, you're nurturing and nourishing them and training them up to be healthy and happy. What's the best thing you could do as a kid? Ask your kids questions. I mean, what is the best thing you could do as a parent? Ask your kids questions. What do you think about that? How do you feel about that? What makes you happy? What would make you happy? What feels best to you? I mean, my son, when he asked about Santa when he was little, I would ask him, well, what do you think? What do you think about Santa? How do you feel about it? What do you think's going on? Right? Ask them questions. Get honest with them. Let them know you're growing, you're shifting. You're not like other people. And in our house, we talk about how different we are. We are different. We didn't come here to fit in. I think most people don't fit into boxes and labels, but they think they have to. So they alter themselves and cut themselves off. And so most people are not fulfilled and happy, right? That happens a lot. So what happens with the people that are not healthy and happy and they want everybody else to complete them? Well, they siphon and suck the energy. And so we've come into contact with some of these people, not just family members, right? Not just parents or kids or brothers, sisters, whatever, aunts, uncles, whatever. Your neighbors can do this. You can have neighbors that do this. (laughs) You can have coworkers, right? So here's what's going on with people that are unaware of who they are, and it's up to everybody else to complete them. They come up with whatever illusion, whatever movie play, and you're in the character in that play, and you don't know. And they're playing it out, and you're totally unaware. And the next thing you know, you're caught up in it. Well, this has happened. There are people that have come to me and professed their love to me, men and women, I've had women that are 20 years younger than me telling me they're in love with me, that this is real love relationship. So I'm just going to ask, do they think I'm going to leave my husband of 25 years to be with them? What is the point of coming to me and professing love when I'm with somebody? And that's what I'm wondering here, right? Kind of like this catfishing situation, this documentary we watched. This person created being a, a woman being somebody they were not, creating an entire fake family about it, around it, and even getting some of their actual family members involved in the fakery. And not only did they catfish and scam one guy, they catfished and scammed his whole family. Terrible. 
What happens when some people get so caught up that they can't not include you and involve you? And the next thing you know, you're involved in some kind of hot mess. Here's the deal. The person that's that's having these emotions, they're not going to stop right? They don't consider your perspective. There's no empathy for you. It's all about them. It's all about them to the point that they think that you're the everything for them, that they're going to self-sabotage. They're going to destroy any kind of a friendship, any kind of, any kind of relationship in the process. It's kind of like this all or nothing suicidal moment right? Of like, I'm going to profess my love. I'm going to go all out. And they know it's not going to be received. They know it's not going to be, the the feelings are not going to be, are not going to be matched. There's not going to be a, oh yes, I'm in love with you as well. But they still do it anyways. It's because they have convinced themselves of this. It's an absolute illusion and it consumes them. So when there is an illusion, a lie, when things are not real, it's toxic. It's like mold or a fungus and it will consume if you allow it. It it will. A cancer is an acidic mass that eats and destroys, right? A parasite feasts on a host. There can be attachment. There can be all of this. And people will attach. They will project. They will do this. However, you don't have to get mixed up. You don't have to be a part of it. It's not on you. And when you see it, be aware of it. So unfortunately, yeah, have I had to shut relationships down? Have I absolutely, and I, and I, I'm zero tolerance when it happens. So whether in my coaching or through my lives or in my day-to-day life, my daily life, if there's someone that is that attempts to consume or attach and feed on me or professes their love and wants me to leave my husband, that's on them. It's not on me. And that tells me about them, not about me. It's the same goes when somebody comes and gossips to you or throw shade on somebody else, it tells you who they are, not who that other person is. You cannot be responsible for every person and how they respond to you. And the people that create illusions around you, that's on them. There's something going on with them. It's not you. And and you shouldn't feel bad that they created an illusion. You've got to trust your gut. And if you're the person that's creating illusions of other people that you get caught up on other people, here's what's going on. You're projecting onto other people and expecting that person to be what you think they are. And they have another life. They have a whole nother life. And now you're going to interject yourself into their life and complicate things and destroy things for them or put them on the spot or back them into a corner of them having to break your heart or to tell you what you don't want to hear. So I want to invite, if you're somebody that would catfish somebody 
or reach out to somebody that's in a relationship and profess your love to them, right? <laughs> Think again. Stop. They're not for you. And there's other people that are for you. There's so many people out there. And I think part of the illusion is you think there's not people out there. How many people are on this planet? Eight billion, roughly. That's eight billion people. Eight billion people. And you can meet somebody in your grocery store. You can meet somebody on the hiking path. You can meet somebody doing something you enjoy. I think part of the problem is people being homebodies and not getting out and doing things they enjoy. I mean, what happens when you take that dance class or that cooking class and you meet somebody? What happens when you do the thing? What happens when you go to lunch or dinner with somebody else and you you meet somebody else? So that's what happened with Mike and I. I was actually dating somebody else. It wasn't serious. It was It was more like just being friends and hanging out. And we had so many mutual friends and we had tickets to see a friend who had a play, put on a play. And they ended up having comedy rehearsal practice and couldn't go. So there was an extra ticket. My best friend invited her boyfriend's roommate, which is Mike, my husband. He grabbed us some whiskeys. He loved the show. We connected. We we stayed up all night long talking. We talked about the universe. We talked about everything. And we've been together ever since. <laughs> we've been together ever since. Yeah. And here's the funny thing. We actually crossed paths many times month the few months before we met. We were in the same place at the same time. One time, it was a Halloween. We were at the same place on Halloween. He had camouflage makeup on. And I was dressed as Xena, the warrior princess. And I have red hair and I was wearing a black wig at the time as Xena. So we didn't even look like ourselves, but we were actually having a conversation with a group of people at the same time. We were both standing at the same table at the same time. And so we actually crossed paths many times the months before we actually, the universe lined us up on that date. And when Mike and I look back at how we met, it was absolutely lined up. The stars aligned. We were supposed to be together. It was magical and amazing. But here's the thing. I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. He wasn't ready to be in a relationship. And it was magical. And we couldn't deny the connection. But he wasn't in where I needed him to be in life. <laughs> and I don't think I was even on his in his plans. Like, I don't think somebody like me was even like, in the future for him. I don't even think he even envisioned anybody like me coming along. I was the definition of flow back then, especially when it came to relationships. I didn't want to find a relationship. I didn't want to make a relationship happen. I just figured it was going to happen when it needed to happen. And yeah, and I had exactly no what happened. And I had no desire of getting married, and I didn't need anybody to complete me. However, I did have a vision like career, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. things like that. And you and I kind of didn't hit those check marks of the things. And that's okay because what ended up happening was over a year span, it took us a while. It took us a while. We almost weren't together many times. I walked away many a times. He didn't reach out many times. 
but then he did. And when we said, I love you, we meant it. We felt it. It was there and we couldn't stop it. And the momentum was there. Now, our families were both in the unwanted category. That was a problem. And looking back, I think that if we had eloped, run off and gotten married on a beach somewhere and then moved to Colorado back in 2000, I think things would have been easier for us. Because when I look back to what I really wanted when I met Mike, I wanted to run off. I wanted to just run away with him. Just run away. And I wish we had done that. And so now we have. (laughs) We ran away. We did it. And we've transformed everything. And you can too. We've had a lot of friends along the way that, that shifted. And they shifted away from one another. And nobody was homeless. The kids were taken care of. And they're healthier and happier for it. Some people should walk away. Some people shouldn't be together. And some should. And when you really feel for what you want and you can see the clarity of that, it it shifts everything. And the illusions are the problem. It's illusions of what a relationship could be. And it's this expectation, right? Like putting your expectation and the idea of it. Find the center of self. Yeah. Know what you want. What brings you joy? Live life with other people that do what you want to do too. What, what's, we like to laugh. We like to play. We like to have fun. That's what we like to do. So what is it for you in a relationship? All relationships. For me, I just want to play and have fun. So if you want to play and have fun, we'd probably be great friends. But you got to be willing to play and have fun with yourself. And there's an overflow to other people. So when you're overflowing, that's when you know you're in the flow. Don't you think? When you become the overflow, you're in the flow. Absolutely. When you know your cup is full. (laughs) But how do you know what you want in your cup if you don't know yourself? And what you like, right? Absolutely. And so we are... The example of you don't have to have the same vibration. You don't have to be the same at all. You can balance each other. I can't even imagine what it would be like if I was a fiery person. We'd probably burn each other up all the time. You know, so Mike for me is home. He has the vibration of home. I feel super cosmic starseed. He feels very uh, earthy and, and, and this earth master. And it's perfect for us. It's a perfect balance, right? So could you imagine if somebody came along Mike and I's path and declared their love for either one of us and and tried to get us to leave one another, right? Because they want to consume us as their partner. Do you see? We're flowing. We're doing our thing over here, right? So I just want to invite that kind of vibration of it doesn't matter if you're a parent, a child, a friend, a lover, whatever it is. You know, people that are in relationships, leave them be. Leave them be. Allow them to be happy. You can have that too with someone else. So I want to invite you to fill yourself up. Know who you are. You don't need to be fake version of yourself. And at the same time, 
if someone attempts to draw you away or pull you away or put that on you, you don't have to opt in. That's not on you. It's not. So part of Mike and our relationship is not allowing other people to drain that. And we're not on defense, right? Like we're not walking around waiting for somebody to tear us down. No, 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 no. When it comes our way, we go, oh, I know what this feels like. This is a no. And we shut it down. We just shut it down. I don't allow people to have illusions about me. I just don't. It's, it's, it's authentic or there's no relationship with me because that's how I, I know myself. I know what I need and what I don't need. And I don't have room for fake relationships of any kind, even with neighbors, even with neighbors. So knowing what you want is self mastery. And that's how you transform a relationship is becoming the overflowing cup. But you've got to shift your momentum. You really do. You've got to shift your momentum. It's time to get authentic with yourself. It's time to get real with yourself. No more fakery and no more faking it until you make it. It's time for real relationships and it starts right now with you.